I can't do math. I can't figure out percentages. I it's all it's a nightmare to me. But Michael Barone, the great Michael Barone, makes it so easy and actually draws some important lessons from numbers. Michael Barone is senior political analyst for the Washington Examiner. He's co-author of the Almanac of American Politics, a contributor to Fox News, and he also makes great pancakes. He's with us on his piece, The Meaning Inside the Political Numbers. Oh, I'm not gonna say anything about pancakes. (laughs) Pancakes are delicious. (laughs) his piece in the Wall Street Journal this week. All right, so you have looked at some numbers and drawn some conclusions, and I love that about you. Well, I, uh, you know, we've uh, we've heard uh, after every election or many elections, we have predictions that this party is going to be an enduring natural majority for a long time, or that party is, and this party is doomed and so forth. Kind of take a look over the elections of the last 20 years, and what I see is a pretty... um, Fierce and we're basically roughly even competition between the parties. Uh, Democrats have won four of the last six presidential races starting in 1992, but Republicans have won majorities in the House in eight of the last ten congressional races starting in 1994. Uh, and that's happened, interestingly enough, at a time when we've got uh, increasing amount of straight-ticket uh, straight voting. We have much less uh, people splitting their tickets as so many people did in the period between 1968 and 1990. I wonder why that is. Why are people not ticket splitting so much these days? Well, I think the parties um, have uh, have done what the political scientists of uh, the 1950s and 60s urged them to do. They said it's sort of illogical to have a system of uh, parties where uh, you, there are some, you know, conservative Democrats, liberal Republicans, it's all mixed up, voters can't make it work. We should have one clearly liberal party and one clearly conservative party. Well, they've got their wish, their prayers have been answered. Uh, typically, uh, you know, St. Teresa of Avila said that uh, answered prayers are the, are the most dangerous. <laughs> um, now they're all complaining about partisanship and polarization. Uh, but that's uh, that's how things have sorted themselves out. And uh, so people basically are voting on roughly the same set of issues between candidates who take roughly the same stands, uh, running for president, running for Congress, running for other offices. And so you get less straight ticket voting. Um, I love this point you made about how the House vote can often be a good proxy on, <clears throat> excuse me, attitudes about the White House or the president and his party. That has become increasingly true over the last 20 years. Uh, You know, from mid-century up through the 1980s, there was a pattern, particularly in the South, but in other parts of the country, people would vote for, uh, you know, Republican for president, Democratic for Congress. You had people in the Northeast voting for Democratic for president, Republican for Congress. A lot of split tickets. That's happening uh, much less. And so the overall House popular vote, Though, you know, there's some members who run ahead of their party in their districts. There aren't too many. And so, uh, you know, in in six of the last ten House elections, we've seen uh, the percentages for the Republicans and Democrats running within very narrow bands, three-point bands very close to each other. We saw that again in 2012. Looking back at modern elections, you wrote that Republicans were hurt when voters doubted their competence and Democrats when voters opposed their ideology. Well, I think that's been, the, you know, if you look at the House elections of the last uh, 12 years, I mentioned that uh, the party's percentages ran in very narrow bands. They broke out of those bands on four occasions. Twice the Democrats did better than they've done in these those other elections. Twice the Republicans have done better in the other elections. The Democrats did better 
in 2006 when the Iraq war seemed to be a quagmire and a mess, and in 2008 the financial uh, meltdown. Um, perceived incompetence on the part of the Republican Party, its president and administration. Uh, the Republicans have broken out of that and exceeded those bans on two occasions, in 1994 and 2010. Mm-hmm. Uh, and both those occasions were response to uh, expansion of proposals to expand government. Uh, Hillary Care in 1994, Obamacare in 2010. And I think what we're seeing there is a protest against perceived ideological overreach. Um, and so uh, the, it's ideology. Uh, that the voters objected to on that occasion and gave Republicans a higher than usual percentage of their votes. Well, I wonder using that that theme, what you could uh, suggest about 2014. Well, 2014, I could suggest that a lot of different results are possible. I'll tell you that um, there's, you know, 2012 gave us a reelected Democratic president and a reelected House Republican majority. Although Democrats actually exceeded the Republicans slightly in House popular vote, 49 to 48 percent. When you take a look at the districts and you compare it to 2004, when the Republican president was reelected with 51 percent of the vote, what you find is that the big increase in margin for Democrats came in the 36 Hispanic, uh, black-dominated and 31 Hispanic-dominated districts. In the other 368 districts, and these numbers are not quite commensurate because of redistricting, but they're pretty close. Um, in the other 368 districts, voted about the same way they did in 2000. Uh, in 2004, as they did in 2012, as they did in 2004. So that helped Democrats at the presidential level. Their vote is clustered in big cities and university towns where you have a lot of congressional districts voting 70, 80, 90 percent Democratic. Republican vote is spread more evenly around. So in equal population districts, the Republicans have an advantage. And you can see this with Barack Obama. Carried 332 electoral votes, clear majority but carried only 26 of the 50 states, 26 states which elect 52 senators, well short of the 60 supermajority often needed in the Senate. And in congressional districts, Obama carried only 209. Romney carried more, 226. Uh, That's because the Republican vote is spread out and the Democratic vote is clustered. Michael Barone, he's senior political analyst at the Washington Examiner. I'm Julie Mason. This is POTUS.